Okay, before we start this podcast, uh, I, I need you to turn your head and cough. <coughs> or, or maybe drop your pants. What? Well, look, you got an hour to kill? Uh, maybe two. Well, no, no, not on this podcast. You're going to be out of here in less time than that doctor visit. Uh-huh. And that's not me saying that. That is the data saying that about your doctor visit. So let's take a trip to the doctor, you sick bastard, on this episode of that podcast that you call Street Curb Curiosity. Uh, you know, I think I have stumbled across that one topic, that one problem, the one big fear that we all have in common. Nobody, zero, not one person I know likes to go to the doctor. I even dare say that doctors even hate to go see the doctor. You know, the person you tell, oh, it hurts when I do this, and they look at you and say, well, well don't do that. So, so what's the real deal? Statistically speaking, one out of three people, one out of three of us avoid going to the doctor. And if you think one out of three is bad, you ain't heard nothing yet. There's about 3% of us that are just totally batshit crazy about going to the doctor. It is not gonna happen. No, 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 no. There's even a medical name for it, iatrophia. The rationale, uh, you just don't want the bad news. I mean, how many times do you go to the doctor and they're like, hey, you're doing fine. I'm gonna see you next year. It actually happens more often than you think. Well, there are three main reasons why you do get off your ass and you do go to a doctor. You ready? Write these down. A skin ailment, a joint problem, and last but not least, back pain. <laughs> and I have at least one of those three right now as I record this podcast. My knee is just, well, I'm old. I've done my own diagnosis, yes, my own research. It's tendonitis, or maybe as I said, I'm just getting old, but I am not alone. Data says over half of us, half of us, diagnose our own problems. Yes, come on, you have the internets, right? Well, from the various papers of different medical organizations to the snake oil folks that you find online. You know those guys. Hey, take this pill. Just order a 30-day supply today. You're going to be fine, even better, for just $29.99 a month. Ugh. i, I got to tell you, though, you do find answers online. I'm sure the medical profession is not very happy about me saying any of this, but it does make sense. But if you are one of them, one of us, please be careful. But allow me to share a real-life experience with you. Currently, I'm on a brand-new med for my doctor. Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to look it up on the Internet and see what the Internet has to say about this. So I've read online that it's best to take it in the morning. I've also read from other online experts. They say you should take it at night. Uh, now, now, before you scoff, I'm not talking about comments from people. I'm talking about directions, suggestions, the medical journals of major medical institutions. They can't agree on anything. Well, they kind of agreed on one thing that at the end of the day, you know, you should kind of take it. Well, when you want to take it. Ugh. But you know, back to the stats, one in five of us have not seen a doctor in five years. Five years. I got to tell you, I, 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 get the, I get the logic behind that. I mean, they're, you're feeling okay. There's nothing wrong with you. Why am I going to see the doctor? They will tell you, well, we want to catch things before they happen. 
Quite the quagmire, don't you think? But let's move ahead. You've, so, so you've decided you're going to go see the doctor. Well, how long is that going to last? Oh, we have data to back this one up, too. How long do you get to see that doctor? Well, now, the government will tell you that the average time is 17.4 minutes. That's your face-to-face -face time with the person in the little white jacket. The whole trip, it's about two hours in total. You got 37 minutes of travel time, about an hour in the waiting room, and then you get that 17 minutes sitting in that little eggshell white room chatting with your doctor. Now, you're not just sitting in that room. You're sitting in that room on that really thin sheet of paper, which is all crinkly, and there's that picture of the heart that go with some kind of a chart on the wall, and then there's another like list of all skin cancer symptoms. Every one of these rooms looks alike. There's a scale. There's some big-ass red biohazard box they're going to shove needles and stuff into. Whatever happened to the good old days with that full-size skeleton hanging over in the corner? I tell you, it's not there anymore. Maybe even a clipboard. Now, no, 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 no clipboard. It's a 10-year-old PC with a keyboard sitting on a tray. And then, well, you, while you're waiting for the doctor, you're going to have that nurse or a PA come in. They're maybe going to take your temp or maybe take your blood pressure and do some other quick test. And in my case, it's, it's always an EKG, and it drives me crazy. They take a reading. They smirk. They take another test. <laughs> they smirk again. Oh, my God, is it bad? Am I dying? Uh, just sit tight, sir. The doctor will be in any moment to see you as you wait a few more minutes. So then your mind really starts wondering, well, what, what is wrong with me? What if I really do have something wrong with me? Who, who is this doctor anyway? Who was the first doctor? Well, that is an easy one. It appears that the Egyptian pharaohs had some of the very first documented doctors. The first recorded, Hesse-Ra the chief dentist and physician to the great god king, also known as the great one of ivory cutters. I really want my doctor to be known as an ivory cutter. But there was also Imhotep, the high priest of Ra, about the same time, and well, he had his hands in this as well too. And you know this guy, Imhotep. Yeah, or maybe you know him this way from the movies. Imhotep. Imhotep. Oh, come on, you know, he was the mummy, and his tomb was never found. You know, I'm just saying. Anyway, the doctor walks in around this time as you're contemplating Egyptian doctors. Ah, you know the type, the stethoscope around the neck, checking out some papers on the clipboard, looking at your chart. So, how you feeling today? Ah, good, good. Uh, why are you here again? Ah, good, good. Oh, oh, you know, the numbers could be a little better. Ah, good, good. So, so how many drinks do you have in a week? Hmm. Uh, well, we have to really talk about that. You might be better if you lose a few pounds. Maybe you drank a little less. Use less salt. Get a little more sleep. Really? Next thing you know, the 17 minutes is up. Well, keep up the good work. Stop the bad stuff. Take your meds. I'll see you in a year. And then they walk out. Your next step is to go back to the front desk. You gotta pay the bill. A bill? I don't even know what the hell I'm paying for. Oh, and don't forget that script for your drug. Oh, oh shit, you forgot to ask that one question about that one drug. And I gotta tell you, that is a common problem because about 75% of all advertising on most TV is from a pharma company. You need a new drug? You need a drug you didn't even know you needed. Oh, maybe it's some new ailment. You see the commercial and like, hey, I have that problem. Go ahead, just watch some cable TV today and see how many ads you see for drugs. Hmm, well, maybe next time I'll have to ask about that little pill, okay? Oh, one hint, if your doctor works for a medical group or if they have some kind of a web portal, I can't say this loud enough, 
Use the damn thing. Oh, come on. Leave a question or message there. They will answer that. Oh, and speaking of online, my opinion, just my professional medical opinion, which is not professional at all, telemedicine is here to stay, and it's good stuff. A few interesting things. You know, half of all doctors are doing some kind of telemedicine now, and about a third of all appointments now happen over video. And post-COVID, and you can thank COVID for this evolution, three out of four people who have used telemedicine during COVID have stayed with telemedicine after COVID. Personally, I, I kind of like the concept. Yeah, come on, you can sit there at home in your shorts on your laptop, answer the same questions you would face-to-face, -face, and the tech game, you know, it's getting kind of strong these days. I can take an ECG, which you may know is an EKG, right there on my watch, and I can send it to my doctor. You know, you can take your own blood pressure, take your own temperature. You, could, you have to go to another place anyway to get the blood work, and my blood results, boop, pop up right on my phone. It's a way for doctors to connect with more people in less time including less time for you, traveling and waiting in that eggshell white room. I gotta say, I really am a genuine big fan of this. You can see, virtually of course, just about any doctor from just about anywhere, and not just the one that's down the street from you. Geography is not a problem anymore. And when you add in prescriptions, oh, so the doc says, well, you gotta take one of these pills every day for the rest of your life. But doc, you only gave me three pills. Oh, exactly. Oh, so you can add prescriptions in as well, too. You ever try to read that prescription handwriting anyway? Ugh, well, I am so glad we live in the modern age and just let the computer send it to the pharmacy. I'm just going to go there and pick it up. I mean, I think back to the old days. You go to the doc, they handwrite out something on a script that you can't even read. And you know nobody can read this damn thing. But you take it down to the pharmacy anyway. You hand it over. They look over their glasses and kind of scoff at you. And I don't think they can read it either. Or God forbid they misread it. Anyway, they tell you to come back in a couple of hours. Oh, my God, really? I got to come back? Can't you just put the 30 pills in the bottle now? Well, today they send the order via computer. You get a text message when the meds are ready, maybe even a coupon to pick up some toilet paper, too, and boom, you're out the door. That is a perfect prescription plan to get your drugs. I think we just live in such a great time, don't you? Well, it's better than having a blacksmith pull your teeth or leeches or bloodlettings. Uh, remember the good old days in the Middle Ages? Ah, yes. Life expectancy was only about 33 years, so you didn't really have to worry about the doctor too much, did you? Oh, I'm going to plug another podcast here, by the way, and there is a link in the show notes for this episode. Check out a rant by Seth Godin, a mentor of mine, even though he does not know it, a, a, a podcast by Seth Godin where he did a quick theory share on why telemedicine is and can be the very, very best thing for us, uh, even if you're not going to sit there in one of those little silly gowns at home. Anyway, again, the link is in the show notes, and I hope you check out his podcast. Uh, but now, my little slightly sick podcast listener... Let's flip the script a bit, shall we? Some nice pissing and moaning, and not your pissing and moaning, but what the doctors are bitching about. Hey, they're people too, and they complain about you. Yes, you. Well, okay, us. Number one, you don't arrive on time. Now, for all the folks who arrive early, you may not know this, but there are just as many of them, us, who arrive late and then complain to the doctor they can't see you. What do you mean you can't see me right away? I I'm here now. How many times have you asked for that first appointment of the day? There's a tip for you. Do it because you don't have to deal with people and people suck. 
Ugh, almost as bad as going to the doctor. Item number two, you treat their team, yes, you, well, they, the bad patients, they treat the team, the doctor team, like their own personal assistant. Oh, excuse me, could you validate my parking? Oh, I need to make another appointment. No, no, change it to this, move it to that. Could you make a photocopy of this for me? Print this out for me, will you? What do you think? You're in the movie Devil Wears Prada? You don't tell these people what to do. Oh, next one, number three, a real biggie. You don't admit that you are not taking your meds. Now, I'm telling you, you think it's bad enough that you lie about how many drinks you have in a week? Some folks just really are out of hand. They're just, they just out and out lie about their meds. Sure, doc, I take it every day. You're supposed to take it once a week. Oh, I mean, I take it once a week. Except, well, you know, I didn't get to the pharmacy over the past two months, so I might be off my meds. Uh, I might be off my meds. I mean, seriously, do you want to have a conversation with somebody who looks at you and tells you that they're not on their meds? I don't think so. Oh, number four, and I mentioned this one before. I just remembered my questions. Let me ask the doctor after the doctor leaves the room. Can they come back for just a couple of minutes? Please. Please, prepare, my friend. Prepare. Write them down. You can't even remember the name of the person who makes your coffee for you every morning. You expect to remember the questions when you're going to go in and ask the doctor those four questions while you're in the room with your pants pulled down? I don't really think so. Oh, and number five, it's another biggie. You diagnose your own issue. I mean, okay, I do that myself. But, that, but then you tell your doctor how to treat you. Uh, now, yes, I know the internet is such a deep, vast well of great information. But maybe, just maybe, your bedside manner could improve a bit. Ask the doctor for their advice. They went to school for this stuff. What do they think about your problem that maybe even you diagnosed? So while you may have that pain in your back, you just may be a big pain in their ass. Uh, but you know, doctors are always calm. Ah, calm, yes. Why? Oh, come on, you know. They have a lot of patience. Patients, doctors, pa uh, never mind. J it's just a little medical humor. Come on. You know, I had a friend tell me once that a doctor told them they have acute appendicitis. I said, really? Come on. Cute? In comparison to whose appendicitis? Damn doctors. You know, a doctor also said, I've got some bad news and I've got worse news. Oh my God, really? Well, what's the bad news? You only have 24 hours to live. What? Well, what's the worst news? Oh, I forgot to tell you yesterday. Ugh. Well, at least I didn't ask you to turn your head and cough. Well, I kind of did at the beginning of the podcast. But you may feel just a little bit wheezy right now after about 14 minutes of this podcast and not one Henny Youngman joke. Oh, come on. You know, the doctor gave you six months to live. Guy couldn't pay the bill, so he gave him another six months. <laughs> okay, one more. Doctor said you're going to live to be 60. The guy says, well, doc, I am 60. See, what did I tell you? Well, my prescription for you, medically speaking, laugh a little more. Okay, here's my bill. Now, see how that works? Let's set another appointment for another week from now for some very prescriptive podcasting from this podcast. You know, the one we call Street Curb Curiosity. <laughs> <laughs>